and welcome back to Background Centuries. Noah? Background Centuries. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I forgot what our catchphrase is, but you know what? That's okay because this now gives us an opportunity to start afresh. Start afresh. Bigger, better things. Bigger, better things ahead for us, and I'm excited about it. And uh, did you have anything in mind since you... <laughs> such, such a little dingus. Forgetting the whole tagline. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember it, but I don't want to make you feel bad, so I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna go along with you. Oh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna say what it no, was. No, I mean, I remember it from from last week, but I'm I'm not gonna say it just because that would. You know, I don't we're know. such good friends that I completely trust you when you say that. Yeah, and I, and we're such good friends. I'm going to purge all memory of that tagline. You would do that? Uh, yeah, dude. You know, I oh, I would do pretty much anything. To maintain our friendship. Murder, maybe. It's on the table. Yeah, I guess we'll have to cross that bridge when we get to it, right? I would build a table. That's on the table for sure. Kidnap someone, depending on who. If they're stronger than me, I'm going to have to decline, but... Yeah, well, that's probably wise for your own health. Yeah, we got to look out for ourselves, too. Background centuries. Background centuries. Bigger, better things. You know, since we kind of already said it. Yeah, it that's kind of it's kind of organic and natural. I I do like that. Let me let me let me hit you with this one. Background centuries. Hey, hand me that guitar. Okay, and so it, it's, it's like, kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah, well, it's kind of like wait, is he starting a? Is he starting some sort of bonfire jam sesh? No, it's a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it could and be. We don't ever, we want to like we want to keep people guessing. Yeah, we want to keep people guessing and we want to keep people informed is the is the most is the most important thing. So that's why I think I just thought of a new one and it's background centuries, the library for your computer. The library for your computer. Okay. Background centuries, the library for your computer. Why don't we give that? Why don't we give that a swing? Let's yeah, just see just, how that try that on for size. Yeah, and I don't want to sound too confident, but th- I think that's the, I think that's the best tagline any show's ever had. I, I mean, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I mean, my heart's a flutter right now. I think that's it for sure. Okay, uh, three, two, three, two, one. Hi, welcome back to Background Centuries. Background Centuries, the library. For your computer. I'm Ethan. I'm Noah. And welcome to our uh, next... Oh. Go, no, go for it. I was just going to say, and let's jump into it. And by it, I mean our first segment. And this is going to be a little curveball I'm throwing at you right now, Ethan. Because uh, audience, just so you know, Ethan does not know what I'm about to do. We did not plan this. Um, Ethan, I have a new segment. A new segment called Game Boys and Girls... Okay. And do you want to know what happens in this segment, Ethan? Do tell. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna say the name of a game. A video game. Or a board game, maybe, if we get there. I'm going to say the name of a, of a video game that I know that, you're, that you love so much. And then we're just going to have an open dialogue about it. And we're going to be candid and we're going to be friends about it, okay? We're going to be friends about the whole thing from start love to finish. It. Okay? So the game I'm bringing to you this time is a game that you love very much. It's an indie game. It's called... Carrie's label. Oh yeah, Carrie's label. 
And what a vibrant speedrunning community it has. Crazy, right? I think we right? should start there. I okay, think we need okay. To start so, there. so yeah, we'll start. Well, do you want to give any overview about what the game is about at all, or 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 at least what the genre is for the listeners at home who may not know about it? Because it is a pretty underground game. Yeah, it's been likened to by some naysayers as like a walking sim. Yeah, that seems reductive to me. It is, and I feel like that's just one person's way of saying that they don't want a video game that is largely story driven. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people don't have the the um confidence and the the existential wherewithal to be able to sit with themselves through a game that has this much silence in it. That's true. Yeah. No guns, no swords? That's not a game. Is, no, is, what, what is that? What is that? A painting? Right. Jokes right. on you. Paintings do have guns and swords sometimes. Look it up. Sometimes. Sometimes. So there is a uh, a heavy use of silence, like you mentioned, that is supposed to create, as the developers uh, have have disclosed, that it's supposed to create this sense of dread and tension that I felt was very well executed in oh, many absolutely. of the stages throughout throughout the game as it continues to mount and build um, almost in a, dare I say, erotic sense. Yeah, some would say that. Some would say that. I, 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 I'm just going to mention this up top because I think it's one of the things that this game does so well and I cannot explain to you how it does it. Um, this game, you might be wondering what it's about, audience. It's, it follows the titular Carrie and, and her journey... And that's that's one thing because usually journeys in video games and movies and books and stuff like that are these fantastical journeys or or, or they're uh, they they are these characters that are thrust into these um, crazy situations. Mm-hmm. But Carrie's label, I mean, do you want to tell them what it's about? It it, it takes place largely in in th- a three room apartment, mm-hmm. a subterranean three bedroom apartment. Yeah, a bunker, it, and and we don't know what time period it is. It's kind mm-hmm. of ambiguous about that. It has mm-hmm. some, it has like a seventies feel to it, like tactily. But also, there's there's hints of maybe a, a a greater technology out there. But I don't think that I think that's the developer saying that the time period's not important. It's a it's a mm-hmm. timeless story. It's a story for all. It's a lesson for mm-hmm. all for all generations. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So yeah, do you want do you want to do you want to kind of give the the basic gist of 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 what Carrie's trying to do? The premise is that you are uh trying to make your way to the attic mm-hmm. and you you don't you as the as the player aren't aware of what you're supposed to find exactly in the attic, but each stage is Carrie's attempt to make their way to the attic, which many have speculated that it's uh, an analogy of escapism Mm -hmm. because the attic, if we do the math, the attic of a subterranean apartment is just the outside. Yeah. It's floor one. It's, it's ground. Mm -hmm. It's ground level. Mm -hmm. And so there's some, there's some gamey elements of it that are, you know, it's, it's, the the typical fetch quest, yeah, which can be a bit puzzles. redundant, yeah, and, and those, I'm not going to say that 
and in every instance they kind of took me out of the of the immersion uh but maybe maybe a few here and there it it that, kind of felt to me that 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 was the developer saying okay well this is a, that we we have to it was kind of like them doing their due diligence saying okay well we do have to make it a quote unquote game mm-hmm. we do have to yeah, we do have to have some elements of of um of those what what would people what people would call classic gameplay uh scenarios and situations mm-hmm. that's what it felt like to me yeah those tropes in a sense were a dialogue with sort of an old world of gaming and what could be the new world of gaming that is much more character based story driven yeah and experiential in nature rather than uh pushing a player to mastery or yeah. um which is why incidentally it, it's so interesting that a speedrunning community has developed and 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 grown around this game oh yeah yeah dive in, dive into that because i think it was what was it was it scott i i i only remember his screen name which was i think it was but lover 99 or something like that part pardon my i mean that's just the internet for you but mm-hmm. i think it was but lover 99 um he kind of cracked the code to how to speed run this game and do you want to give the like the lowdown and how he figured that out because i don't fully understand all the ins and outs of of the the code hacking and the and the sort of boundary breaking that he did mm-hmm. in in order to to make this game eligible for the speed run community yeah, a a big factor that really jetted him ahead of many speedrunners was um he describes it that the key of the key of this game is really about RNG manipulation. Mm-hmm. Uh this game has so much of that that random that random aspect that Well, wait, RNG standing for random nose goo, right? Mhm. Okay, just making sure cuz I I know there's other acronyms out there. There's a lot out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. for those of you who aren't at home who don't know. Yeah, there's tons of acronyms. Look it up. And uh, so he he discovered a way to uh, to manipulate a lot of the objects within the apartment to spawn very particular uh, entryways that were otherwise blocked to the player. Yeah. To essentially expedite your uh, your movement toward the attic and. What was what was so interesting about his speed run was that he found that to complete the game, not not a hundred percent, but just to complete the game, uh, you actually don't need to get to the attic. the The entryway to the attic, that stairwell, has an identical code f- earlier on in the game that you can manipulate to to spawn, which. Mm-hmm. You know, cuts the 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 runtime of the game. I want to say, I mean, they, most most speed runs were at like um, hour hour and three. Yeah, and he he was able to cut that down to like a sub a sub forty. Yeah, well, because the crazy thing the crazy thing about that is because the the developers some say that it was a patch because uh, obviously we don't know what happened before. Um, but lover ninety nine figured this this trick out, but there is a whole other game that the programmers left in the code of of Carrie's labels. 
um, that one if you go through this this dummy this dummy staircase, it kind of takes you to this eight bit top down style world where you have to work through these mini games that I mean without doing this this sort of the this code crack there would be no there would be no no other audience for this for this um this gameplay mm-hmm. it's a completely lost level other than the fact and so people are wondering if if it was you know a remnant of somebody having old data on a computer that just got file shifted or or if it was you know an actual planned easter egg but we haven't heard anything from the developers about um about that yet yeah we're just not quite sure if it was intended or if it was accidental and if it was intended what is it what is it what is a, a survivor of was it is it is it a a survivor of sort of you know the the beta stages of this game like an earlier an earlier development of the game that never really made it past development or well that's the thing because i mean i i've never i don't have the the technical skills to be able to unlock said lost level but i i i've seen video clips of it and it is so counter to the spirit of the the vanilla game mm-hmm. because you go you, you it's this top down 8 bit um and it, and it's just it's just this hyper violent shooter with no clear objective just and and you don't know how to move through it and until you move through it and the way you move through it is is you just slaughter everyone mm-hmm. and and you have no idea who these people are or anything like that and so my question is is if it's intentional what is it saying cuz right. you have this very contemplative um contemplative sorry um game and then you have this, I don't know, old rowdy shoot 'em up eight bit game. I don't, I don't know. It, it just, really it's, jumps the shark. It strikes me, it strikes me as odd, especially since it's not a part of the ba- of the base game in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Um, uh, yeah, th- that's uh, for for those of you at home who haven't played the game. I'll just give you a, a little bit of because you really should check it out. It, it is a really good game. Um, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but basically, you're you're a character named Carrie, and and like we said, you're moving through this apartment, and uh, your character has has memory loss, and and you're you're going through the apartment and, and you finding different objects that your fu- your past self has left little post-it notes on you uh, on. Um, with clues trying to piece this larger mystery together. Anyway, um, one more weird thing I want to talk about, and then we can move on, is at the very start of the game, they make you choose all your stats, like it's an RPG. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the game, they have these um, special rooms where a fourth room will appear, and it's a dojo, and it's where you learn and you unlock all these martial arts moves, and you... And by the time you get to the near end game, you're this kung fu master, right? You've accrued all this knowledge and all this on all these skills. And a s- slight spoiler warning here, but honestly, if it's gonna, it might just temper your expectations. Um, you never use that. I I tried to play the end game like five or six times, trying to figure out where the the martial arts came in and could not find it, it i i don't know i don't know do you have any thoughts about what that could be well i think it kind of goes back to 
that the discussion as to how this game is in dialogue with an older school of thought in gaming mm, mm. it's it's almost a commentary on that formula that's been in gaming for for the last particularly within the last 15 20 years and i i think that it's in a way a, a bait and switch it sort of lures you in thinking that this is going to be one gaming experience but then challenges you mm. by the end to embrace a new era and to let it go uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow that that is i i thank you for saying that i i really um i've i've been racking my brain trying to figure out what what that was all about um but thank you for indulging me in this in this new segment um uh yeah and from that segment from that surprise segment we'll go into our our first planned one and that is pinpoint pinpoint So here we are, and I hope you brought your frequent flyer miles because we're in the we're in the airport. What? Which airport? Cal, Ethan, I've never been on a plane before. All these now telling me this. All these travels I've been on, I've been to by bike. Oh, well, no wonder your calves are rock hard. They're crazy. I don't. I can't fit into pants. But so, can you just tell me what what airport is a good one? Oh, um, Dowie Airport is a pretty okay. Good one. We're here. We are at Dowie Airport. Yeah. And and here we are to our random place generator. Just looking at the flights, closing our eyes and pointing. Closing our eyes and oh, it looks like we're going to. Johannesburg, South Africa. Oh. Okay. Johannesburg, yeah. Um, they, uh, I'm, you know, I'm debating on what direction to go with this one. Yeah, because there, there's sort of, you know, you know, earworm, pop culture-y, very, you know, uh, soundbite direction to go with the history of, of Johannesburg. But then there's also, you know, uh, some would say like the, the, the history channel. The Nat, the Nat Geo type, um, in depth look into the into the culture and the yeah you know do do we go do we go the route of Johannesburg's contribution to the pickling industry, or do we go the direction of the tie dye feuds? I mean, uh, well, you see, the thing is, I feel like the tie dye feuds have a, a healthy mix of of uh, very compelling historical fact, but also um, this very dramatic um, tale, tale of, of of faulty relationships and miscommunication that I think, I, th- I think it would be suited well for the, for, for the show, I think. And ultimately redemption, I would say. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's, there's nothing that, I've never cried while reading a history textbook in all my, in all my years of schooling. I did cry when I finished the chapter on Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 powerful. It's a powerful testament of human resilience mm-hmm. and friendship. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you want to do you want to kind of get the ball rolling about the the tie dye feuds and so, kind of give at least the genre for what for what um, that even means? Tie dye feuds. Like, what is that? Think think of me as as somebody who doesn't even know what a tie dye feud is. Mm, okay. So, uh, 
at one point in Johannesburg's history, there were, it was divided into several sectors uh, that were uh, led by these, uh, I suppose, tribal leaders. And Mm -hmm. much like the Scottish kilt and its its plaid being uh, uh, a denotation of family affiliation, so were their their T-shirts. And uh, I'll spare you some of the boring details. Basically, when it came down to the, the great conflict that has now been been termed the tie-dye wars or the feud, excuse me, the tie-dye feud, uh, two. Uh, two families had split Mm -hmm. in a very controversial divorce and there were quite literally years of custody battles and part of those custody battles was deciding who would take the family tie-dye yeah the family because because at the time there there were you know like you said there were the the distinct tribes sectioned off and they had ma- they had a, a group discourse, and they dis- they they discussed, and they said, um, and they divvied up different color combinations. And so each family had their own distinct color combination. And uh, when two families would come together, they would sort of uh, have this ceremony where they would mix and match the colors, and 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 make this whole new new thing. And, and people could petition to keep their old colors. Um, and have sort of a, a split down the middle type deal, but um, that was that was sort of the realm that that we're working in right now, um, and and so divorces would happen, and, and there would be separations, and then you know, usually it would be a relatively clean cut when it comes to um, color redistribution. Oh, and and Noah, I mean, have you have you seen the documentary just released on the dying ceremonies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fascinating. Uh, a an ethnographer, for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, traveled to Johannesburg, where there is a a district that continues yearly to reenact the dying ceremonies as a way of keeping alive that tradition. And it was so informative and and really well done, well narrated, mm-hmm. and it, it gave me a lot of insight into how that. I had yeah. never seen. I had never thought of Gilbert Gottfried as being a good narrator when it comes to documentaries. But I mean, it was really he, he really knocked it out of the park with this one. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? I mean, what a guy! You what know? a guy! I, I, hey, I guess I just never knew his range. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get into the nitty gritty of this of this this. You know the dying ceremony. The, the dying ceremony, yeah. Yeah, it, it it is. So basically, what happens is when when two families would make the decision to to be unified uh, in, in what you described as sort of a a blending of their family, their definitive family tie dye. They would put on this rambunctious and and vibrant. Uh, feast that would go on for for two whole weeks. Yeah, two whole weeks. That would culminate. People in, died. There were some of the elderly who kind of got skipped over. You know, yeah. some who were kind of on their way out, 
you know, if if it just so happened that it fell on those two weeks that you were kind of on your last legs, I mean, it was kind of like, sorry, Grandma, you know. I'm sorry, like, goodbye, but... But we do have to go to this this dying ceremony. This really awesome party that we're throwing. Yeah. And so all of this would culminate in the, the final evening, uh, the, the, the consummation, if you will, the, the dying, the, the mixing, to, to represent not only the exchange of fluids that would happen in intercourse, there was a lot of that going on in these, in these feasts, but also to symbolize the... During the feasts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With when the I food say out? Rambunctious, yeah. With the food out. Wow. And sometimes with the that food sucks. under. And sometimes with the food on top. No, that sucks to hear, and we should move on. Sometimes with the food all around. Some bits of history should stay buried and burn in hell. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, a a beautiful analogy for what was happening on on that evening. Somewhat. And uh, so for the – what would happen is there would be two delegates from from the families who would be the the chosen – Ambassadors. Ambassadors. And there's a word that they would use that roughly translated in English, you know, pardon the expression, is the, the designated pissers. Uh, they would, for the two weeks, consume foods that would, that would color your urine. And they would be, continue to consume it for the whole two weeks so that by the time it came to the evening of the consummation, they would just be fully juiced up. Okay. And... On the on that on that this, night, and this wasn't without leakage beforehand. It, like it, it's a, it's a very hard hard task. That's true. Yeah, there was there were many incidences of of urinary tract infections, oopsie whoopsies. Yeah, and so so let's talk about the night of. Um, yeah, uh, a whole a whole day of of carousing and and uh, uh, feasting mm-hmm. and drinking and other things. Uh, They would uh, slaughter the final, uh, the final cow for the for the for the feast, mm-hmm. and they would partake in in this meal together, uh, uncooked, as a way of of uh, symbolizing the raw energy consumed from nature and uh, very very powerful images and yeah. Uh, when it came to the final the ceremony that would be the the melding of dyes the the two selected members would come to a a large pitcher of warm water that they would then dip their respective family t-shirts in with the two weeks of building up their uh their system to for, for dyeing uh they would then proceed to relieve themselves into the pitcher of warm water in vibrant blues, purples, reds. Actually, uh, this is a fun tidbit. The only incidence of natural occurring pink pigment is from the urine of a human after consuming a local fruit that... uh, do you remember what the name of the fruit is uh, locally? Well, trans- well, locally, I I don't think I could remember how to pronounce it, but but translating, it is called uh, piss juicer. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, so they would they would relieve themselves into the pitcher, and they would then proceed to to dip the t-shirts and uh, blend the two colors so that they would become one, 
And a lot of manuscripts actually talk of uh, preparation for that final ceremony. There would they would uh, cut down a local uh, succulent that had a very uh, pungent odor, and they would they would rub it on their on their top lip to mask the the urine smell because it was so mm-hmm. strong. Yeah, very. Not bad. only not only were they dehydrated, but then there was all of the the built up. Uh, pigment in their urine that just smelt awful yeah yeah so very fascinating and, and it, such a, an experience I, and i and i definitely recommend you guys watch the the documentary and and check out any any article that that you know kind of fits your fancy about it because it, it is quite interesting to get that bit of history um but with this this particular family uh they were not there was a mix-up and there were not they were not agreeing about who gets what, who gets what color. That's right. And this had probably, like, probably never happened before. It was probably the first time. Um, I mean, it might have happened centuries and centuries ago, but, you know, who can keep track of all that? Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and then this is because there was, a, there was two, two blues that if you held them close together, you would know... Which blue is which blue? Like they they look different enough when you hold them together, but when you keep them separately, it gets harder and harder to tell apart. Mm-hmm. And so, these two distinct blues, one each belonged to each family, and so when they were when they were dividing the colors, they disagreed on which blue belonged to which family. Um, and then from this spiraled more disagreements within the culture as a whole the people said well this is actually my shade of purple oh no this is my shade of purple oh and then they would and then the infrastructure of these 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 tie-dye patterns kind of started to collapse a little bit and we had we had like a de-evolution of of society in this in this little microcosm of johannesburg south africa and and people were were starting to turn their backs on each other and and forming fringe groups, and um and, and people started just walking around completely nude as a as a sort of uh, a protest to saying yeah. we're done we're done with tie dye we're done with colors it's tearing yeah. us apart you know and and now we're now we're we're blood and skin, um but not in a not in a unification way in a this is what we have to spill kind of way, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you figure when, when those particular hues were so uh, representative of your, your family identity, yeah. when that begins to break down, I mean, you're very, you're very world. I mean, we, we, we could have expected that kind of collapse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, I mean, history kind of kind of goes on, and, and th- there was really hard times. The the, the economy took a, a huge collapse during all this, obviously, and and relations with neighboring cities and 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 neighboring peoples became tenuous because trade was pretty much cut off, and and it was just a, it was a very dark time. It it gave way to plagues. And and you know the loss of livestock. It was it was really 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 bad. It was not until one lady and one gentleman came together and realized 
that there was something more going on. There was something more going on than just the these s- seemingly petty disputes about which hue belongs to which hue. Um, which hue belongs to which you. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, they, and they discovered that it wasn't some, some naturally occurring fight or quarrel. It was actually brought on by a specific group of, of incels that had planted themselves these sort of anti anti progress anti government anti um anti coalition coalition of people that wanted to break down the system and have it be a, a sort of wild west where there was no rules mm-hmm. and, and and they found uh, this this guy and this girl unfortunately their names are lost to time um because it's kind of transferred more toward fable i mean they have they have archetypal names in the culture but yeah it was it was it wasn't important in yes. the transmission of that of that story and, that and you'll find out be, yeah yeah and you'll find out why it's not important once we reach the end of the end of the story um but they found evidences that um that the different colors were tampered with because they they were part of two different families and they and they came together and they brought together both their colors of orange, which they were, were believed to be separate colors. But they brought them together, and when they held them together, they were the exact same shade. And that's when they that all the all the pieces started coming together. Like these paints have been have been tampered with. They've been diluted or or condensed to make all of the colors the same like all the yellows be the same as all the yellows all the all the greens greens so on and so forth and you know this started their political rise of them trying to speak out against all this violence that was happening and trying to trying to prove to to their to their city that that this conspiracy that might sound outlandish is actually true. And there are these puppet masters who are, you know, controlling a larger narrative. Um, and, and, you know, they, they go through a lot of stuff and, and finally they, they are able to, to bring the elders of each tribe and each family together and, and hold a peace summit. And then they did have to do some lying and trickery to get people to come. But once everybody was together, and they showed each other their colors, their true colors. It turned out that they were all the same. That's right, and it, it spawned this conversation about how the the differentiation was all a construct, really. Yeah, and that as as they would later go on to to tout, the piss was inside them the whole time, and, and it just needed to get let out. It just needed to get let out, and it was more. It was such a unifying moment when yes, they realized, yes. you know. And then, and then from then on, uh, they they decided that they were going to do away with all family separations, and that everybody who lived in Johannes Johannes Johannesburg, South Africa, forgot the word, um, 
is going to have the true tie-dye and the true tie-dye is all the colors it's it's the it's the you know the very classic look that we would see um that was popularized in the in the 60s and 70s yeah it's what you're most familiar with most familiar it's it's with this this collaboration of all the colors and that's the beautiful redemptive power and that's why their names weren't important because their story symbolized unity yeah not in not 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 um not separation that's right that's right so Johannesburg, you know, the people there, so resilient. And so resilient. Many other things that have happened in their history, I am so inspired by. And they truly are such a testament to the peace pickling culture and unity. Yeah. And justice. And I want to make that very clear. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Here we are moving forward, moving forward and, and leaving some of the, the dirt of the past in our wake. And making more room for tomorrows. The developers of Background Centuries recognize that the history of Johannesburg is truthfully filled with racial tension, strife, as well as moments of great triumph. We in no way wish to diminish this reality and truly admire those demonstrations of resilience and steps towards social justice modeled by the people of Johannesburg. Sincerely, the Background Centuries team. Well, hey, I think hey, that- hey, what? Oh, oh, oh. No, I was just going to say, Ethan, I'm currently drowning in, in, in some quicksand. So could you toss oh, you- me a line and help me get out of here? Yeah. Well, let me just... Oh, got it. Did you tie this lasso? I did, yeah. Wow, that was fast. Well, I've been in, right. I've been in not tying classes. I, we have to talk about that because I want to know how that's going. But can you pull me out of the, the, the quicksand, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to pull you out here really quick. Uh... That's wow. a close one. Well, here I, I'm out of the quicksand. So. Was there something you wanted to say when you got out? or No, it was sort of a... I guess you could say it was kind of like a metaphor for the episode ending. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening to Background Centuries. And please, please, God, don't forget to brush your teeth. Please. Please. Oh, this has been Background Centuries. With your background boys. Noah. And Ethan. Always more to learn. Always less to say. Keep Keep it it skippy, skippy, Arizona. Arizona. Okay, you ready?